Lutherans, will you pray with me? Good and gracious God, send your spirit now. Meet us wherever it is we are this day, that through the work of your spirit, the words of my mouth, and indeed the meditations of all of our hearts would be pleasing and glorifying to you. For you and you alone, O God, are our rock and our redeemer. So the Psalms have always been challenging for me. I've always had this kind of love-hate relationship with the Psalms because on the one hand, you have these Psalms that evoke this beautiful, even poetic imagery of God. Right? I think about the very first Psalm that talks about those who follow God as being like trees that are planted beside life-giving streams of water. Or those words that are familiar to so many of us from the 23rd Psalm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. Beautiful, poetic imagery. Or the 40th Psalm where it talks about God putting a new song in our mouths. Over and over, there are these words that speak to the wonder and the majesty and the, the steadfast love of God. And yet, right next to them are these, these other psalms that, for lack of a better term, evoke awful imagery. Right? I think about the 137th psalm, which uh, ends this way. It says, Happy is he who repays you for what you have done to us, he who seizes your infants and dashes them upon the rocks. What? Or, or earlier this week, I was reading about how the language in the, the 109th Psalm is uh, so troublesome. This language that essentially uh, seems to, um, uh, to desire evil to come upon the loved ones of anyone deemed wicked, that their children would be fatherless and orphaned and become beggars, that some traditions have deemed the language in the 109th Psalm so troublesome that they have just uh, left it out of their worship books entirely. A love-hate relationship. One of the trusted guides that I have followed through the book of Psalms for a number of years now is the Old Testament scholar Walter Brueggemann. And one of the things Brueggemann writes about the Psalms is that the Psalms mirror the human experience. That the Psalms are not always nice or easy because life itself is neither nice or easy all the time. The Psalms in this way, he says, uh, are honest. Right alongside those Psalms that lift up the, the happiness and joy and wonder of life are those Psalms that speak also to the pain and to the hurt, and to the, the anxiety, and the suffering, to the general difficulty that comes with being human sometimes. But there are these psalms, he says, um, these psalms that he calls psalms of orientation. These psalms, in other words, that orient the reader to some fundamental facts about who God is. He has this great language where he says the, the Psalms of orientation articulate and maintain 
a sacred canopy. They speak to these fundamental truths, these givens, these dependable aspects of who God is, that God is, is above us, that God is below us, God's in front of us, God uh, is behind us. That no matter what is happening underneath that canopy, the canopy of God remains steadfast. So our psalm today, the psalm that our verses come from, the 145th psalm, according to Brueggemann, is one of these psalms of orientation. And if you read through the psalm, you can, you can hear that sacred canopy, can't you? Right? We can be honest about our world. God, there is such anger. Anger in our own hearts, but anger too all around us. And the 145th Psalm responds saying, The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. We can look to the world beneath that canopy and say, God, there is a lot of division. There's a lot of us versus them out there right now. And the Psalm responds, The Lord is good to all. The Lord has compassion on all he has made. We look around and, and see such injustice. Such injustice. We see necks being kneeled upon and, and, and people being shot for just going out on a run. And the psalm responds, the Lord lifts up the lowly, and the Lord upholds all who fall. This is a psalm that sets that sacred canopy, that lays out the givens that can be depended on no matter what does or does not happen in the world around us. To which we can respond, that's great. I appreciate knowing that, but, uh, but what do we do with this? Because it's easy to teach and preach about how the Lord is good and steadfast and all the rest when things are good. When the health checkup comes back clean and the bank account is fat and happy, but, but when the world is suddenly topsy-turvy, when nothing seems guaranteed, when there's such sickness and hurt all around us, it's a little harder to see that sacred canopy, isn't it? So what do we do with this? What do, we, what do we do with this psalm of orientation? You know, I've been flipping through a book this week that uh, Frida Warner put on my desk several months ago, and it's about the psalms, and it's written by a former student of the late uh, Presbyterian pastor and teacher Eugene Peterson. And there's this little uh, story uh, near the beginning where the author, this former student of Peterson, is writing about the very first class he ever took with Eugene Peterson. It was a class on uh, biblical spirituality. And he says every single day of that semester that they sat in that class, their hearts and minds were open in these amazing, invigorating ways as Peterson wove together Bible and history and theology and mythology and, and brought it all together in brand new 
and life-giving ways. But if you've ever read Peterson or, or heard him speak, you know that uh, he's somewhat allergic to sort of being a self-help type guy. He'll teach and preach all day long, but he's not always going to try and give you a practical to-do in order to apply whatever it is he is teaching to your everyday life. And the author of this book, when he was a student in that very first class, he writes about how it was driving him nuts. As the semester progressed, he got more and more frustrated because he wanted Peterson to give him something tangible that he could do with all of this newfound knowledge. And so at the end of the very last class, the author rose his hand, raised his hand, and he says, Professor Peterson, uh, thank you for all you've taught us. This has been an incredible class. But can you just tell us what we can do with all this knowledge? How do we take all, all of this, this amazing teaching that you have laid out for us, how can we just apply it to our own faith and our own lives? And he says, Peterson stood there for a long moment while he finished packing his briefcase, preparing to leave. And finally, he said to him, um, tomorrow, David, David's the author of this book, the student then, he says, tomorrow, David, when uh, you wake up, read Psalm 1. And then the next day, read Psalm 2. And then the day after that, he said, read Psalm 3. And when you get through all of them, start it all over again. Thank you and good night, he said. Class dismissed. So David, the writer, he says, um, I sat there a little dumbfounded at first, but then I decided to do what Peterson suggested. That very next morning, he says, I woke up and I read the first psalm. And then the next day, I read the second psalm. And on and on until I got to the end and started over. It became a practice, he said, that he carried on for years. And he says, in all of that reading and all of that meditating, the psalm slowly changed my life. The Psalms, he said, saturated my sense of self. The language that they evoked, both good and challenging, it, it enlivened my understanding of God. It changed my ideas about prayer and worship and my notion of scripture in the faithful life. As I read what he was saying, it occurred to me that what he was really describing was that his eyes were slowly opened to that sacred canopy. And when he could see that canopy of God's love that surrounded him in good and in bad, it changed his way of life. You see, friends, I think, I think this psalm wants us to do more than simply believe that there's a sacred canopy. I think this psalm wants us to sit with it until we can see that sacred canopy. 
when we can see that canopy that envelops not only our own lives, but also the lives of every single neighbor. The lives even of every single enemy. And when we can finally see that canopy, it wants us to live like it. It wants us to to see the anger, to notice it when it creeps up in our own hearts, but also when we hear it out of the mouths of others. And it wants us to, to behave and speak in such a way that says, let me tell you about a different way of life. A way of life that follows a God who is slow. It wants us to to look at the division that seems day by day to only grow deeper and deeper as we separate ourselves into those two camps of us versus them. And it wants us to live as followers of a God who loves all God's children. Right? It wants us to sit until we can see that canopy, that canopy that looks calls us rather to look upon the injustices of the world. And friends, there is such real injustice in our world today. And it wants us to live as followers of a God who notices not the princes and kings, not the ones in power, but rather notices the lowly and the vulnerable. Because, friends, we follow a God born not in a palace, but in a manger. We follow a God who did not get a state funeral upon his death, but rather died the death of a criminal and was buried in a stranger's grave. What can we do with this? We can sit with the Psalms until we can see that canopy that is above us even now. The Psalms have always been so uh, challenging for me, even to this day. And if they are challenging for you too, then I want to invite you to join me in doing something starting tomorrow. And I'm being serious. Tomorrow I plan to wake up come to church, open my Bible, and to read the very first psalm. And the next day, God willing, I'll wake up and I'll come to church and I'll open my Bible again and I'll read the second psalm. And on and on. And then I'll repeat it all over again until I can see that sacred canopy, no matter where I look. Friends, will you join me in that work? Thank you, and good day.